to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather. I'm your host, and I actually have a special guest here with me today. Um, Pastor Jeremy um, is uh, occupied with some other appointments today, but I do have uh, a local fisherman and local artist, artist, author, I'm sorry, author here with us. He's probably also an artist sometimes, too, um, Pastor <laughs> William Basham. Welcome, Pastor oh, William Basham. How are you? Can I, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm a little oh, offended I really that messed you got it my up. name wrong. I said artist instead of author. Yeah, I'm I'm an artist. Of what? I make art. Like what? I doodle sometimes. What do you doodle? Um, clouds and sun and trees. Oh. And do you stick people or can you actually draw? No, stick people. Oh, okay, well, Jeremy's actually a good artist. Mm-hmm. He Jeremy draws Beard? on yeah. He draws on our whiteboards all the time when we're having meetings. It's oh. super distracting, but he can like yeah. He can draw some really good. Cartoon characters. Well, um, I just need to mention, you pronounced my name wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not from around here. Well, how do you pronounce your name? It's Basham. Like a Basham? Yeah. Like you bash it? Yeah, like you're beating bash somebody em? up. Like you you're bash bashing them. Yes. You have oh, to okay. say it like a redneck. Oh, okay. Basham. Well, I didn't know that. Um, I thought it was Basham. People f- people who aren't from here tend to get that wrong. I'm from Logan County, so you know we're a little classier yeah. than here. In- Tea and scrumpets yeah. <laughs> from Logan. Um, so... Uh, Megan, Megan Fun at Pastor Will. Um, Pastor Will had a book launch. You're not making fun of me. You're making fun of Joe Thorne. Well, yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I called him Joe Thorpe to Jason, and Jason was really embarrassed for me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you had a book launch this past week. I did. Yeah. Are you with your husband? Yeah, with my husband. So are you happy that it's? I know it's not over. Like you all still have a lot of work to do, but. Did you like it, in a, a sense? It's like, over. It's like the, really. Yeah, like the end of a marathon is. Whew, got that. Got like the books out there. I don't have to fool with it as much. Yeah. I'm not like doing a marketing campaign. It's kind of obnoxious, like to promote a book. Like, yeah. I know you're really annoyed with me and tired of seeing my posts on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So that that'll cut back. I now. try to heart. It'll be like more pictures of. I my try to heart your posts. At least I'm not like Jason well, and like getting in your stories and yeah, yeah. We talk. We had to talk about that today. Yeah, um, Jason. Yeah, Jason said he was liking everyone's stories. I'm like, you don't like stories, Jason. Yeah, he's sending a lot of private and, DMs and so he was to sending people. DMs. Yeah, it's with, with like a heart, thinking it was yeah. he was just liking it. I sent him a screenshot of what that looked like, <laughs> and he was really embarrassed. Afterwards. Oh gosh, yeah, um, I was like, how many people have you just sent a heart to? I don't want to know, a, probably. A lot. Oh, that's a hilarious. Lot. Um, so, yeah, so it's been a big week for all of us. Um, gosh, what, it feels like today's Monday, though. I was like, what happened? Where Where did the week go? So, oh, that was last week you did that. No, I did what? You launched, launched the, the book. book. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I guess it, it was. was yeah. yeah, it was last week. I don't week. think we even talked about that. It's been that, a blur. So. Uh, yeah, it kind of. Jeremy kind of recommended the book. He mm. said it was good. Yeah, I, he even listened to the podcast too. He yeah. uh, really enjoyed. So them. he's not with us today, and um, he's busy. He's yeah. got he's got some stuff to do. Yeah, but I'm really upset he couldn't be here because I he and I like it wasn't planned, but we were going to really like go with this Basham. Oh my gosh! Like I was going to really play it out, so him not being here really well, inconvenience me. Yeah, I'm glad that derailed, but um, <clears throat> he was going to give me a hard time about what. Um, well, he always does anyway. Oh, yeah. But a really embarrassing thing happened. And oh, 
yeah, so you know how like his his shtick is that he's always like, Oh, I didn't get invited to stuff yeah. and oh you didn't buy me a soda or whatever. Yeah. That's just like his thing. He's he always plays like he's like left out of everything. Yeah. So knowing this about him, um, I get this email. There's like a like a conference. And I thought it was like a conference. That's happening in Charleston. And so I, I I get with Jeremy. I'm like, hey, you want to go to this with me? And he's like, eh, not really. And I'm like, no, man, you should go to this with me. And I like convince him to go. Only later to find out that it was not a conference. It's like a leadership strategic meeting. Oh, my. It's like a strategy session. And only like six pastors were invited. What? And so I had to uninvite so you Jeremy. you invited him. Yeah. So I had to. Un- and not only did I invite him, I invited uh, a couple other people too. But I had to like. <gasps> so like I had to like unravel that this. It was so embarrassing. Oh, I felt so bad. Except for Jeremy. I don't care about Jeremy. But I but I had to I had to call Jeremy and explain it to him. And yeah. I said, now nah, I know you're going to use this as ammunition. He's like, oh, you bet I am because you uninvite me to everything. This isn't the first time. And, mm, that's you know, true. Though. So he's never going to. He's never going to. Let me live that down. No, that's sad. But then he didn't show up for the podcast, so he's probably never going to listen to this. But mm, we're supposed not. to record a podcast today, and he said he's too busy for us. And so it's—I feel like we're even now. So well, same I thing. really have to apologize. I thought there was a trash can in here, and um, I had a near-death experience on my way up here. So I'm like, yeah, I heard. I'm like, um, stressy. There is no excuse for what you're doing right now. <laughs> so no excuse. you were, um, if you, what is, uh, if you listen to yesterday's sermon. Um, I listened to it um, through the uh, app. Um, the sermons are posted up there every Monday after um, after services on Sunday. And you didn't I, hear it at church? No, I, I, I didn't. Um, I, so my family, Jason, I'm uh, uh, 90% sure he had you. salmonella poisoning over the weekend. <laughs> like, I'm 90% sure um, that he did. And Benjamin woke up yesterday, and if you know Benjamin, like, he goes full force, and he's like, I just don't feel good. And I was like, what the heck? I'm just going to go to church by myself. And then Jason was laid up in the bed, and I'm like, who's going to watch my child? He would have eaten a whole package of cookies. So <laughs> I did talk um, to Jason this morning. I knew he was really sick, so I'm just giving you a hard time. I did listen to it. I listened to your sermon. I know you're deeply committed to your if church. If anybody uh, listened to your sermon yesterday, by, if they would see us here today, they would know that I did indeed listen so yeah um so if i could describe what's happening today about don't move on we can't just move (laughs) on from this she's she's eating these dang fruity snacks and she's ripping the corners off and just leaving the corners on the table which is what i mentioned in my sermon is my biggest pet peeve huh there's granola bars out there in the snack basket oh my gosh you stop it so but i don't like them so i didn't want to waste it so when i open something i don't tear the corner all the way off i keep it it hanging yeah i want to keep like when i peel an orange yeah i want one peel i don't even want little pieces of the orange i want everything intact so it's easy to carry to the trash can do that spiral it with an off baker knows what i'm talking about with a knife we're we're patagonia man that's what we do do you do use a knife oh yeah you too no, I don't use a knife. You just use just your dig hands. My, dig my thumb straight into it. And That's just, why Baker can't do it that way. But oh my gosh! Sorry, I can't <laughs> He's only got one thumb. So he holds it with the hand with the thumb, and then he and then he uses the <laughs> knife with the other hand. But okay. um, yeah, just yeah. So one peel of an orange, and then when I'm opening a candy bar or something, just don't rip a piece all the way off. Like those little corners you have sitting on the table. It is everything in me. 
to not pick those up and throw them away right now because well, you, they're going to get lost. They're so small. You can't right now throw them away because there's not a trash can in the studio here. Well, th- th- we're working with what we got, all right? Okay, I mean, then you need to not let that bother you. Just look at them, okay? <laughs> Just look at them and let it bother you. Um, so I'm so distracted. We're talking about Mondays. <laughs> we're talking about Mondays. We're not talking about Mondays. We're talking about anger today, which <laughs> is what which a is lot synonymous of people, with Mondays. Yeah. So um, I was really embarrassed. This podcast is recorded on Mondays. It is. Yeah, I was really embarrassed for your family today because you posted something on Facebook. You said popping. You're talking about what's lip- wrong with saying you're popping? You're like, ladies, I know your lip gloss is popping, and I was like, yeah, it's oh a, my gosh, it's I'm a so, pop culture reference. It's a song. I was so embarrassed for your family that you said it's by that. little mama. Well, I I, it doesn't matter who it was by. I was really embarrassed for your family that you said that, mm. and um, so that started my they have Monday to live out. With me. I, yeah, I know that started my Monday out really badly. Um, so like, then can I you did- tell the whole post so people don't think I'm just oddly using no, the word popping sorry i didn't read the rest because all i saw was red oh my gosh it was really funny i saw anger sharks so hey, did I you said, watch anger management yeah i saw that movie. okay the anger sharks are real i have them in my head yeah. so i said ladies i know your lip gloss be popping yeah oh. but have you tried tudor's biscuit residue yeah because when you eat a tudor's biscuit like it's it grainy, makes your but it's very grainy yeah it's great you can like leave it on your lips for a while and then like yeah, later in the day not grainy Later in the day, you like lick it, lick it off, and you're like, mm, oh gosh, tutors. Okay. That's gross. So disgusting. It's not gross at all. Yeah. Um. So. So sorry. I'm sorry. I'm an embarrassment to everyone. I was embarrassed for your family. Um. Anyway, so anger today. Um. <laughs> I didn't get to listen to Pastor Jeremy's. Uh, his. Uh, you kind of sounded like him. I didn't watch. I, did. I didn't watch the sermon, but I listened to did it. Did I angry preach? Yeah, you did. Jeremy angry preaches all, all the, the time. time. And I heard. I didn't listen to his sermon from yesterday, but I heard uh, yesterday he didn't angry preach. What? That's what Baker told me. Yeah, he you said didn't. he didn't angry preach. Why didn't you record that? Oh, you didn't want to throw people off. You didn't want to yeah. confuse them. He's got an angry reputation. That's okay. So no, I was like, man, why is he so angry preaching about anger? He sounds like Jeremy Berry. <laughs> um, no. Um, so. Uh, Going right along in Mark chapter 11, uh, you cover verses 12 through 25. Um, and um, you talked about the fig tree and we talk about Jesus losing it in the temple. And um, Did he lose it though? Did he really lose it? He wasn't out of control. No, I don't think it's out of control, but I don't, I don't... He's the son of God. He's always in control. I don't necessarily... When I... You know, I don't call losing it like you're out of control. Like, I thought that's what like losing it meant. Like I lost control of myself. I'm losing it. No. Oh, I think so. Sorry, I, think I don't think we have the same definitions. <laughs> okay. There's loss. You lost it. I'm, see, I can't say it because he'll have to bleep me. Yeah, so yeah. there's bat crap crazy. I know what you. I know what you're referring of, to. That's, yeah, you know, you lose your you stuff. Lose your, lose your, you know, right. Lose it. Yeah, we're not gonna say it. Yeah, but it we comes back to, to you. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> so no, I you know I think um I think I was just going over last week's um sermon like this kind of put things in perspective for me and I thought I was thinking about it on the way up here, and, you know um. I've, I've shared with you all a lot how there's a lot of drama in my family. Uh, you know, only Jesus can figure that out and fix that. But um, it made me think of, um, <laughs> and I hate that it was my, of my family, but, you know, 
you know how like things are going like you know something's about to happen or you know that somebody said something and then like you see something and it causes you to like lose your cool yeah um like i imagine that this was how jesus felt yeah. Um, because, you know, he grieved, uh, when he was going into, you know, when they were getting near Jerusalem, he knew what was going to happen. He had spent so much time preaching and teaching to these people. And like, he goes into the temple and he sees this and he loses it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into all that, let's talk about the fig tree. What did the fig tree ever do to Jesus? The fig tree. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus curses this fig tree. And he did, didn't because, he? Because, because the Bible says the fig tree was in leaf. It was like full of leaves. Mm-hmm. So Jesus walks over to it. It looks like a tree that would have a lot of fruit on it. And he goes, and there are no figs. Yeah. And he says, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. I mean, that's pretty. And then the next day, it's like completely withered away. The tree's Yeah, like I dead. liked how you um, brought it up that, um, that this was, um, you know, one, a symbolic thing. Yeah. Um, and also that this was like the only, um, like the only thing that destructive that Jesus was ever a part of. Yeah, yes, it's the only destructive, miraculous thing or supernatural thing he yeah. ever did. Um, there's actually a, a gospel called the Gospel of Thomas that's not part of the Bible. It's not authentic. Um, we know it was written many years after Jesus lived, many years after Thomas lived. So it's like a pseudonym, but. Um, but in the Gospel of Thomas, there's an account of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy actually getting angry and killing, I think it's a child and, and two adults or something wild like that, which is not true. I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a weird account <laughs> that's not authentic, but but that's that's why it's like, it's off-putting because it... Because it it kind of conjures up that that idea that Jesus yeah. that Jesus couldn't control himself, like that when he got really mad, he was somehow out of control, and he yeah. and he wasn't. Um, he wasn't he wasn't throwing a tantrum when he cursed the fig tree. It was very intentional. So I think the real question here is: Is this why figs taste so bad? I like fig newtons. Yeah, they're trash. You don't like fig newtons? Those are trash. I. They're raccoon cookies. Like only <laughs> raccoons, raccoons eat cookies. those. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I like Fig Newtons. Well, I haven't had a Fig Newton in a while. Well, that's what made me. Th- this made me think of Fig Newtons, and I was like, "That's if we why." Had a pack like of they probably Fig Newtons here. You could rip the corner off of them, and I probably rip a hole down the package, <laughs> and then that that makes me mad. You know, when you like tear a hole, yeah. in the, like a rip down the bag or the cookie yeah. package. Um, no, I, I thought about the Fig. You Newton really don't too. like Fig Newtons? I feel like everyone likes Fig Newtons. Uh, no, why are they called ever- Fig Newtons? What's the Newton? Is that the guy that invented it? I don't know, but I know why they they, they taste bad, because Jesus was mad. Jesus didn't curse all figs forever. Uh, He did. No, he just cursed that fig tree. uh, You don't know that. (laughs) So that's why figs taste bad? I think so. Have you ever had a fig? Just a singular fig? No. I've had a date. A date Mm -hmm. with your husband? No, a date. It's a... um, it's like an. It's like a fig. It's like a yeah. It's like yeah. a fig. It's trash also. It's trash. Also. <laughs> I use it a lot. I don't lot know for, that I've ever eaten a date. I use or it fig. sometimes um, <laughs> when I help cook dining with diabetes classes at work. Um, that'll tell you how it tastes. It's in a diabetic. dining or dying. Dining. There's a program said, called Dining I with. Oh my Dying gosh, with no. diabetes. I was ah, like, what kind of class? There is may that? be a class like that, oh but we teach a class um, through Extension called Dining with Diabetes. Sorry, that's the way. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got you. We use dates sometimes, and they're not the dates best. and figs. No, not figs. Oh. It, they're not even good enough for Extension. 
Trash. Okay. Trash cookies. Um, so, no, I, I thought this was really interesting because, um, you know, it probably honestly is just like you said. Jesus was just hungry. Yeah, I mean. Like legit hungry. Physically speaking, yeah, he's hungry. But I think he's also, he's creating, by cursing the fig tree, he's creating a teachable moment. Because he does on the, yeah, on the next day. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I, I was taking notes and I was also trying to watch The Office, which I have an Office reference for you later. I'm going to wait and see if you catch it. No, um, I probably won't. But, My memory's bad. So I had an earbud in. Oh, your memory's bad? I'm sorry. Um, so I had an earbud in. I was listening to your sermon. I wasn't watching it. I don't know what happened. Maybe he didn't record it, so I couldn't see what you had on. Um, hmm. Oh, he's it's in it. It's in it. Maybe I just yeah. There's video. Maybe I just get, didn't click the right button then. Yeah, it probably um, doesn't work in Barbersville. Oh, probably not. Okay. Um, you're too far out in the country. I can't even remember. What I was going to say anyway. Um, you were watching the office while I was you're watching trying the to office, listen to the sermon. and I was listening to the sermon, saying. and I was taking notes. So I missed the all of the reference of where you were talking about someone. It's very I won't say who. Um, Ordered a, a new bathing suit during one of my sermons yesterday. You're off? No. Oh. I'm not going to say who. Where'd they order it? From? I was really offended. She said that I I preached too long, so she, she ordered a new bathing suit. Okay. So then I shortened my sermon. <laughs> that was for the 11 o'clock oh, service. Wow. I shortened my sermon. It was a longer sermon. The 9 o'clock was? Uh, no, both of Just them were. Just in general. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was, there was a lot of text <clears throat> to cover. Okay, so let's get back on track. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, that was way off track. Sorry, um, yeah. So tell tell the tell us the symbolic the symbolism in well, the fig and yeah, so, Israel. So Israel was the nation God chose to reveal um, the gospel through and and to reveal who He was through. And so Israel, all throughout um, God's covenants with Israel, was supposed to be this beacon for the whole world. And just like just like when Jesus saw a tree that was full of leaves, it, it's something that indicates you can find food here. You can find fruit here. And that was what Israel was supposed to be, a, a leafy beacon to the whole world that you can find truth here. This is where the one true God has revealed himself. Come here, eat from this tree, eat of this fruit, and, and be made whole. And, um, and, and, I, and the symbolism here is striking because... It would have made much more sense to a Jew than it does to us. But the symbolism is striking because Jesus says, May no one ever eat fruit from you again, um, indicating that, that Israel had kind of missed the coming of the Messiah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm really struggling right you're, now. You're So you try to open that, and the corner piece you tore off was so small, you couldn't even get a fruit snack out of it. I got a bigger piece. Go ahead. And so, you put I'm another sorry, corner on the table. Um, keep going. This is good. Yeah, but anyways, so so this dead, withered tree be, becomes a symbol of the religious lost of Israel, that they're they're super prideful in their religion, but their, far, uh, their hearts are very far from God. And, and so it's just... Um, it, a striking image, and God uses it as like this big object lesson. Uh, so later on in this passage of scripture, um, the second part of it, or the middle part, I'm sorry, um, is about Jesus cleansing the temple. Um, and I wanted to talk, um, you had mentioned that you believe this was the second cleansing of cleansing of the temple. Uh, I think so. I don't know for sure. Why do you think Are that? you going to make me give a definite answer? Oh, no, I just, I I just would that. like to know your thoughts on it so you don't have to give a definite answer yeah matthew mark and luke the synoptic gospels say jesus cleanses the temple in the week of his crucifixion 
Um, John records one temple cleansing as well, but he puts it right after Jesus' baptism. Right. So it's like the first thing he does after he gets baptized, which would have been three years before Matthew, Mark, and Luke record it. So um, it's just a weird place for John to put it. So if there's only one cleansing, what what's most logical is that John records records it out of order. Yeah. And he could have done that for like, you know, emphasis purposes. Maybe he wanted the temple cleansing at the beginning of his gospel, even though it happened later, something like that. Um, the other option is that Jesus did it twice, and that's that's kind of what I tend to believe, because I don't want to, I don't want to like read John away from the natural reading. Mm, right. Uh, I just want to kind of take take it for take it for what it says. Yeah. And so if if I take all four gospels together, what it seems to, the story it seems to paint is that there were two gotcha. temple cleansings. Well, and I, you know, which would mean this, this, in, this part that I preached on yesterday would have been the second one. Would be like three years later. Yeah, Jesus is like three years ago. I had to run y'all out of here, and you're already yeah. back doing it again. Right. <clears throat> so, I really. You're having trouble asking your I questions know, with, with your fruit snacks. <laughs> I should put them down. Can I have a couple? Sure. I mean, you might want to open up the annoy other me pack with your. Um, yeah, go ahead and open up the other pack because, you know, trash. I, I was sweating a lot on the way up here. So look, the look wheel. how I, I want you to see how I open these. Oh, okay. Oh, you organize them to, I saw you just did yeah, that. Yeah, you, you put them all to one side in the bag yeah. so they're not in your way. And then you tear never took you all the way down the side. And then you have a little baggie to hold them in so you don't have to put them on the nasty table like you're doing. Oh, well. Look, let's see. We're just two different people. I thought we could be friends, but I don't think we can. We can be friends. We can disagree we can. on how to open uh, packaging and be friends. Maybe we can. I don't know. Anyways, you're going to ask um, me something about the temple. No, no. Um, so I really, so I guess in the past when I've heard this preached, um, not not in our church, but you know, just by other preachers that um, people try to justify um, anger and you know why you shouldn't do things and I think you touched on the thing um, you know people selling things you'd mentioned like southern gospel groups like yeah. selling their product and stuff in the churches like I remember that being a huge thing like we were we would even be like selling like baked goods or something for the youth group or like a fundraiser or something they're like oh you can't do that inside the sanctuary you right. better go out in the rain in the parking lot and do that you know mm-hmm. um, I remember that being a really big thing um, and I really love that you just um, kind of brought out all the different things I love that you talked about about um like just the i mean and it's and you know it's not you and you <laughs> you and jeremy say this all the time but like uh, you know you all just go verse by verse to explain you know to do your best to explain what it is and um so it says he began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons so he didn't flip over the tables of the pigeons no and I loved what you, ha- you know, I love that little detail. Like, I never would have thought about that before. Like, oh, you know, he didn't flip over the pigeons. Right. Big deal. But um, I didn't have that in my notes, by the way. You did? I didn't preach that in the first service. Oh, well, you did in the second one. Yeah. Okay. I just, like, remember um, So, um, like, a, a, so tell us why they didn't, why he didn't probably turn over the pigeons. I, I mean, don't want to put, uh, that's why it wasn't in my sermon notes. I don't think it's, like the crux of the passage well, but no but i mean i think that's a really it's important a cool detail because i think yeah. i think um i think what jesus's main mindset probably was was he wasn't he wasn't causing um 
monetary loss for people. So he yeah. wasn't going to like damage their property, the pigeons. Yeah. He wasn't going to kill the pigeons. He wasn't going to open the cages so the pigeons fly away. That would have been like theft or, yeah. you know, destruction of property or something. So Jesus was not going to commit a crime. Um, he flips over the tables that have money on it. They can pick the money up. He's not yeah. stealing from them. And what he's doing is he's showing their sin and how they're exploiting people. And and then I also think, just kind of symbolically, Jesus preserves the sacrifices. Um, yeah. So the, the pigeons were animal sacrifices, and so he's not letting any of the animal sacrifices uh, get away. Yeah. Um, so there's a, I think that's out of reverence and respect for the fact that those animals were there so that people could worship God. Yeah. No, and I, lo- um, I love, so I guess I never knew that the temple was so big. Yeah, that's striking, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, so I... That's a little bit bigger than the, the family farm out in Lincoln County. Yeah, so um, this one time I was teaching on the temple, and I definitely did not draw it big enough. You drew it? Yeah, I drew it um, on this whiteboard. Going, yeah. And, you know, I was trying to, you know... How do you, how did they know it wasn't big enough? Well, like, I, now I know. You can't draw it actually 35 acres. <laughs> well, or I you know, mean like to scale with your <laughs> yeah, stick figures or something? Yeah. Do you have stick figure like, worshipers in there? Like they were that big, yeah. <laughs> um, no, we were actually drawing the temple um, and, um, you know, like where the priests would go in to pray mm-hmm. and they had the bells on them and when the bells would stop, you know, ringing, they you died. knew that they were dead. Um, I was I was actually teaching the pastor's kids at mm. uh, our old church mm-hmm. and so we had stick figures and you know the th- we had the three pastors my husband was one of them so it was okay for me to mm-hmm. be involved in it because i'll you know and we like took turn <laughs> that's terrible we took turns like you know whose turn it was to die because they quit praying um, oh god it was it was terrible it was just three uh, the three of us. so the temple wasn't 35 acres it no, was just yeah. the, t- the temple courts. Yeah, like just the courts. The wall so, and um and oh. you and know, that was expanded. Mm-hmm. That was Herod was exp- currently expanding it. Which so. I, I, you know, which makes a lot more sense knowing how large it was. Mm-hmm. Whenever it says, and he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple because yeah. then that makes you think that it, like to me that just like when I guess I guess in the past when I've read it like made me think of like just the artifacts and the things that were there yeah like you know oh don't pick up that and move it but like this meant like the actual they're like travelers <laughs> yeah, yeah they're travelers they like, got like wagons through. and they're like, like they've got their horses and animals yeah, right because like I don't want to I don't want to walk yeah. uh, around this 35 acre thing in the middle yeah, of the city we could just go right through the middle of it yeah so um I think um I don't know if this is a short podcast or not but I have one more thing I want to talk about okay um and then maybe we can, I don't know what we'll do. But um, So I wanted to talk about the the verse where it says, um, in verse 30, not 34, 24, where it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. <clears throat> so I think this passage of scripture is taken out of context a lot. People, this is one of those that people use and twist um, just to fit whatever circumstance they're um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to... Right. I don't know. So I want to, I'd like to go through that one more time. I know you, you did a really good job yesterday of kind of going through, and this was one of your Jeremy moments where you kind of got heated up talking about it, but um, maybe, you, maybe don't do that today, but um, that might trigger me a little bit if you do that. But um, l- let's talk about how that is um, just taken out of context. Yeah. So if I seemed angry, it's because I was. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I wasn't mad, but that is a um, that verse. It, there's a there is kind of a righteous anger at people taking that out of context. So I, I don't want people to read that and just think they can kind of make a wish list. Yeah, like like that Jesus is Santa Claus, and we'll make a list and just ask all these things, and then we'll get them because because we're loved by God. And so you you have to interpret what Jesus is saying. In the, in the situation where he is. And so they're walking back from the temple. He's just flipped over tables, crafted a whip, um, ran people off. And they're coming back. And um, and then the next day is when it picks up. It says the morning. It's kind of subtle. Mark doesn't really make it super clear. But it seems like it's they go home, spend the night, and then it's the next morning. So we're on Tuesday now. And um, and they see the, the fig tree withered. And they're, they're kind of astonished at the power of Jesus. And Jesus is showing them in context of what, what the object lesson of the fig tree is, is, is hypocrisy. And so when he's saying that, you know, there's great power in your prayer, he's saying to overcome your hypocrisy, to overcome your lack of works, um, you need to pray. You, you don't just do it by your own works. You do it through prayer. And so it's, it's focusing on the great power of prayer, not for you to get what you want, but for for you to do what glorifies God, and if you use prayer as like a a crutch to just get what you want, you yeah. actually become like the fig tree. You become yeah. a hypocrite, and that's exactly what Jesus was preaching against in, in that whole passage. So, no, I love that, and I love how you kind of tied it in with, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in our world, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I mean, I think just. Um, with the race, the racial injustice, the things happen around the world. Um, you tied that in really beautifully yesterday and just, um, you know, talking about righteous anger. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that we all need to, um, as, as believers, we all need to, to realize it's okay, um, to have anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we also need to, at some time, you know, sometime, uh, check that yeah. because sometimes it gets past the point of being righteous and it's right. just, um, you know, it's just sin in our heart. That Well, righteous anger that that, it, that just kind of remains can become bitterness yeah. and that's not healthy yeah. and, and it can become sinful. Yeah. Um, but I think the beautiful thing about, you know, that passage is that it shows us that we can be very angry um, and not sin yeah. and, and not be in sin. Because yeah. it, we actually should be angry at things when, when people are being apathetic in worship, like Jesus saw, or when they're taking taking God's things and manipulating them for personal greed and gain. It should make us angry. Yeah, it's it's detestable, and so yeah, that's why you that's why you react harshly sometimes. That's why I angry preach a little bit every now and then. That's why I get so flipped out when you leave trash on the table little corners of the first i don't snacks. know if that's roger i'm about anger, to flip this table over oh you know i thought maybe what if we end maybe the podcast I, well i thought that you know i should flip the table but then i've got my water open you've got your dr pepper open yeah it would make a mess um, i really need to not lose my car keys i really want to eat those last we just gummies. do it together and walk out and let baker pick everything oh, up that would not be kind um so i did i did <laughs> want to talk about um so you mentioned that James had talked about his, you know, he has a, like a group of board game buddies. Not anymore, I don't think. Okay, well. He did, yeah. Then stop lying in your sermons. No, I think I said um, in college he did. I don't think he did, but. Well, um, I meant so to say that. the Bashams, like you and your sisters growing up, you all were like hardcore we were, yeah, board gamers, we liked right? Board games. Okay. We only had three channels on TV, so we we watched like, we did a lot of like 
VHS movies and board games. Yeah, so the Tom ones did too, my brothers and yeah. I. And we still get really crazy, like, anger, like, fist flies. Fists fly. Um, could you imagine flipping the table? I've never flipped a table. We have flipped the Monopoly board. Like, one of us has really? gotten angry and flipped it. And then, like, my mom... So, it's th- never got to that this point. This is when we've it been should. adults, too. I feel like, I feel like I need to do like, it at some point. This is why we told y'all y'all. Yeah, I need right. to do it at some point just so I have the story to tell. I can't ever get the nerve to do it because I'm like... I feel like you lose all respect from those people ever for the rest of your life. Like, if yeah. you flip a board game... If you flip a Monopoly table on somebody... I about flipped our kitchen table. One They'll time. never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, no that that uh, that would bring out a rage in me. Like I would want to fight whoever flipped the table. You know what I mean? Like that's how serious we take it. Like we would fight not over the table. I mean, it would uh. go down. Um, this one time we were playing. Um, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and my brother was at Jason and I. It was the first year. You know, it was we had just we were like six months into our marriage, and my brother was staying all night with us, and. We were playing this big, huge, like, four-hour game of Uno. And those crapheads were throwing <laughs> Uno cards under the table yeah. for hours. And I didn't even know it. And they were, like, going out. And I usually always win very fairly um, at Uno. <laughs> and they were throwing their cards <laughs> under the table. And when I found out, I about lost it. I about lost, like, the yeah. back the back. You were fighting kind. man. Yeah, yeah like... They, and they just like were cackling and laughing, like falling yeah. out of their seat. Like, yeah. and I was, I about lost it. So I can relate to that, but only in anger, not like doing it for fun. Well, what Jabe's and his friends did was whoever won the board game, they got to flip it, got to flip the table. That was their reward for winning. And then they would flip the table and then just walk out, and all the losers had to clean it up. Yeah, that's, uh, I'd be, I'd, I don't think I could play that because I'd be ready to fight. I'd like spit on them or something. See, like, that's when I could do out. it when it was like agreed beforehand. This is the way, yeah. to, you know, because then I wouldn't feel any guilt about doing it. It's like this is my prize. I get to flip this table over because I won. Yeah, we we yeah we flipped a few Monopoly boards in our day. Um, my mom actually got rid of all of the Monopoly boards after that. We yeah, keep buying them. Yeah, I don't blame her. We keep buying the different versions of them. They've gotten Listen, a lot better I love through the Monopoly. years. Um, you, do you does Jason like Monopoly? Monopoly? Probably not. We have a Mario. We have a, a Super Mario like Monopoly, and we love that because it's not at all like Monopoly. Amanda it's won't super play Monopoly because she like she, yeah she hates the time commitment. But. Well, this the Mario Monopoly, the Super Mario Monopoly that we have, um, like takes us under an hour. So since Amanda won't play Monopoly with me, maybe you, me, and Jeremy can play Monopoly one time one on time the while podcast. We're talking, like doing our podcast. Yeah, yeah. that would be really fun. Yeah, it would be like a three-hour episode if we played the whole game. Yeah, but maybe we could do a shortened version. <laughs> they have a villains Monopoly, like Disney villains. Don't they make them now with like debit cards instead of like actual? Yeah, cash? there's a, make a, it my faster. brother has one that's a um, it's Monopoly Estate. Oh, and like fancy. you have to build your tower like with all these estates. It's really oh, wow. cool. So yeah. there's different ways to do it. Benjamin all, Benjamin has one Mario Monopoly every time in our house, and Jason and I have like purposefully like, all right, he's going down today. We're beating yeah. today, and he, it still doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, he just wins. So um, all right, well I think that's all I want to talk about. Talk about. Um, I'm glad that. Um, I, that was probably, I don't want to say that was one of your better sermons. I really enjoyed the sermon, though. Like, well, it thanks. was really, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think um, being able to go through just verse by verse, um, 
you really pick up the little details that you just would normally miss out on, especially, you you know, you become desensitized to stuff when you've heard it and read it a million times before. And I've really enjoyed um, the book of Mark and all the little details that I'm picking yeah. up on. And You know what? What? I kind of miss Jeremy. I kind of do too. It was... He probably didn't make it to the end of the podcast. He's probably He probably got mad at the comments I made at the beginning and turned it off. But Jeremy, if you're still listening. We miss you. We miss you, and I'm sorry for uninviting you to that thing. You want to sing the song for him now that we wrote for him? Um, yeah. Why don't you start us off? <laughs> no. Oh, we'll, we'll sing it to him later. We'll sing it to him later. It's one of his favorites, an old TT classic. Um, so that's the end of our podcast. So that's it. Check it out. Uh-huh.